My name is Louise Davis, and I am a chocoholic. Let's see if we've got any other chocoholics in church. Okay, hands up if you have ever helped your kids to eat their stash of Easter eggs when they've gone to bed. When they've gone to bed, the Easter eggs come out. Okay, hands up if you intended to eat just one chocolate biscuit and ended up eating the whole packet. Oh, you sinners. Okay, hands up if you've ever nicked a family member's chocolate and then blamed someone else, i.e. the kids. <laughs> hands up if you've ever eaten a tub of Nutella with a spoon or even worse, with a finger. Hands up if you've ever licked the shop window of Thornton's. <laughs> I am guilty as charged. But you know what? I'm a child of the 70s and 80s when every other television advert was for chocolate. And I was sub submitted to an onslaught of chocolate propaganda. Help me finish the lyrics. Okay. A finger of fudge is just enough. A Mars a day helps you. Oh, my word. Okay. You won't have to finish the lyrics, but tell me what chocolate this is for. Uh, thank you very much. You're one in a million. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for feeding William. Thank you very much. No, no, not Quality Street. What was it? Blue. You're handing it over. It's a box of roses. Oh, there you go. You're just pretending to be chocoholics. You don't lick the wrappers, I know, I know. But I want to talk about two words which uh, Rosa's chocolates uh, indoctrinated into my brain in the 70s and 80s, and those words are thank you. Two small words that can usher in the presence of God and unlock our future. And throughout scripture, we're told to give thanks to God and we have so much to be grateful for. We have been created, chosen, rescued, saved, redeemed, sanctified, justified, forgiven, transformed, adopted. And we're protected, cared for, provided for, strengthened, empowered, cherished, loved. And we have the assurance that he is present. He is working for our good. We have a hope and a future. And we have eternal life. I could go on and on and on. And as the old hymn says, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings and see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And that's what we're going to do this afternoon. We're going to count our blessings. So in today's passage, you know, the man's gratitude was more than a polite gesture. There's nothing small or insignificant of giving thanks to God. It has eternal consequences. And when the leper said, thank you, he was given three keys which unlocked the following. The first one was that he had a personal encounter 
with God. We read in verses 15 and 16, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. And the scripture says that the 10 lepers shouted to Jesus from a distance, and as they left to go to the priest, they were healed. But when the leper came back to say, thank you, he had a personal encounter with Jesus, the Son of God, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. And just recently, I've read a book by an author called Anne Voskamp, and it's called 1001 Gifts. Now, I'm not recommending that you read this book. If you're going to just read the first chapter and see if you like it, because it's a bit flowery. It is, it's a bit poetic, but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And in this book, one of Anne's friends uh, challenges her and says, Anne, could you make a list of 1,001 blessings that you have received from God? 1,001 gifts. And so Anne gets this journal and starts writing down all the things that she's grateful for. So, you know, it might be the big things. It might be like the job promotion, but it's also the small things as well. It might be the sound of a bird singing or her children's laughter. It could be the breeze on a warm day. And what she discovered that as she started to journal, as she wrote down this list, that she was purposely slowing down so that she could have an awareness of what God was doing in her life. I love what it says in Psalm 46, verse 10. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. When was the last time that you stopped and let yourself be aware of his presence, his gift, and thanked him. So I'm going to dare you to do the same. You don't have to do a thousand and one, but maybe this week you can make a list of five, or ten, or fifty. Let's take time this week to stop, acknowledge, and thank him. Be still and know that he is God. Number two, he had an awe of God. Again, verses 15 and 16, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. At that very moment, the leper was totally overwhelmed by the splendor, the majesty, and the power of Jesus. Now, I have been together with my husband, Chris, for 20 years. Now, let me describe how it was back 20 years ago. So we didn't have mobile phones, but we used to ring each other on the landline. And at the end of the conversation, we'd be like, you hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. You hang up. And every time we went on a date, I'd make sure that I had, you know, the makeup on and the nails done. And I've even got some letters and poems that Chris wrote to me when we were dating. Can I say that 20 years later, that is not the case. In fact, um, 
I put a, a text message of, uh, of our relationship on Instagram because, uh, you know, three days of the week I'm down in London and Chris is up in Sheffield. And I just sent him a little cheeky message going, love you, Mr. D, kiss, 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 kiss. To which Chris replied, Lou, where are the printed cartridges? We've run out. <laughs> to which I replied, they're in the cupboard. And P.S., thanks for the outpouring. Uh, of love and affection in response to my text. And I think over 20 years, we can get, you know, familiar with one another. And I've been a Christian for 32 years, and I've been part of the same church for 21 years. And again, I can become over-familiar with God and his church. Now, um, as I've told you, I live in Sheffield and I come to London. So this morning I got the 6.38 from platform 4B. On Wednesdays I go back on platform 3 at 1.48. That's what happens every week. But you know what? Overfamiliarity has caused me to miss some of my trains because I have gone at the wrong time or I've actually been on the wrong platform and my train is leaving. And do you know what? God wants us to do a new thing in our lives, but we're in danger of missing it because we're over familiar and we're taking him for granted and waiting on the wrong platform. So how do we get to the right platform? How do we find that first love? How do we recapture that sense of awe? Well, Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. The gates are open. The intimate place with God is ready for you. And to access it, two simple words. Thank you. And as a side note, if you have become over-familiar with this place, why not take time this week to say thank you to a few people? Finally, he embarked on a life of faith. It says in verse 19, and then Jesus said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. This is one of those stories in the Bible that you, you wish that there was a sequel. I'd like to know what happened to the Samaritan after he'd had this encounter with God. His faith has made him well. So I'm just wondering whether he came to the next river and thought, oh, I'm going to step on water, see what happens. Or, you know, he's got a glass of water thinking, oh, I might just turn this into a red, you know, Merlot or whatever. But his faith, his thanks, sorry, unlocked a whole new life for him. Now in Anne Voskamp's book, it takes an unexpected turn. Yes, she could easily list God's gifts when life is brilliant, but could she thank God for the storms? Because it's easy to thank God for his blessings, but it requires faith to thank him for the storms. Thessalonians 5 verses 16 to 18, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So the last time I spoke, I kind of, I think I described the scenario when I lost my election in 2015. 
And that was a really interesting season of God challenging me to get off the sofa and to stop eating the hobnob biscuits and to have another go. And I remember as I'm trying to process uh, what had gone off in the last year, that God really challenged me. And he said, Lou, when are you going to thank me for this experience? And I was like, you what? You want me to thank you? for this election failure. And I went, all right then, I'll thank you. It went something like this. Dear God, I want to thank you that you called me out of the ministry into politics to fail miserably. Thank you, God, that I'm now living on child benefit. Thank you, God, that I have no job. Thank you that when you Google my name, my election failure is the first result. Thank you for this joy. Thank you, Lord. As you can tell, it was quite a hard process in the beginning. But I just kept plowing in there in my quiet times going, no, I am determined to thank God for this. And then I remember driving through the ward which I'd stood in in the election. I was going for a curry. And as I'm going along this long road, suddenly it started to overflow. And I went, God, thank you for this experience. God, thank you that you were with me. Thank you for the friends that I've made. Thank you that my church came alongside me. Thank you that I experienced your presence and your pleasure. Thank you, God. Do the storms come from God? No. He is a good God and he gives good gifts to his kids. But as you utter your thanks, you're engaging with your faith and your best days are ahead. Sometimes God delivers you from the storm and there are times when he delivers you in it. And I'm grateful for the person that I've become because of my election defeat. My faith is stronger and I am ready for the faith journey ahead. So can you thank him for all circumstances? For the bankruptcy? the cancer diagnosis, the relationship breakdown, the exam result, the death. What a challenge. But as you do, you choose to trust in God. He is your all in all. Psalm 55 verse 2 says this, Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Maybe today it's a time to let it go, to pass that burden over to God. And how do you do it? Two simple words. Thank you. One, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Are you ready to count? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you that you're with us. 
that you walk this journey with us. And right now, God, we choose to be still and know that you are God. And God, we are grateful. We thank you for all the gifts that you have given to us. And just as we're quiet right now, just lift those thanks up to God for all the blessings that he has poured into your life. Maybe it's a smile that you've experienced today. Maybe it is good news. Maybe it's the joke that you've shared. Maybe it is that breeze on a sunny day. But let's just in the quietness be aware of God and his goodness and the ways that he blesses us. it's time to thank him for the storms those things that cause us pain knowing full well that he hasn't brought them to us but he is with us in the storms that all things are working for our good hand them over to him right now maybe it is that diagnosis Maybe it's your finances. That relationship breakdown. That loved one who passed away. Give them over to him right now. And utter your thanks that he is with you there in the middle of the storm. And that your best days are ahead.